Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. In the midst of your journey through faith, if you don't understand this part of the concept of faith, more than likely, your faith will not be solid. So I've titled it Deeper Than This. Somebody say, deeper than this. When a child is exposed to his inheritance and what it takes to attain them, the best of the wisdom such a child can apply is the wisdom that does not take that inheritance far away from him. The moment I knew I was the first son, and I was a first child. And every other person is looking up to me. I was intentional about being responsible for my own mistakes. And in the pursuit of that, I was intentional about ensuring that those coming behind me do not commit the same mistakes. The best of parenting is when your child does not go through the same thing you went through. And the highlight of your understanding that you claim to have is when every other person that is surrounding you can tap something from you. So I beg of you this morning to follow me closely. It's not your regular kind of teaching. And I'm begging God to make me as serious as I can be this morning so that you can understand the mystery behind what I'm about to share. How many of you are ready this morning? Let's start with Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14 to 19. Ephesians 3 from verse 14 to 19. Ephesians 3 from verse 14. Verse 14. I don't want the Amplified. If I have NIV or the message. Ephesians 3 from verse 14 to 19. Media, please help me this morning. I'm waiting. Thank you. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father. The magnificent Father who passes out all the heaven and the earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. So there is a brute strength. That's the one that you see many ministers exact whenever they see crowd. That's the one you see people exact when they see an opportunity to display their anointing. The anointing is not what makes you. Don't forget that the anointing is a gift. It could be given to a madman. But what makes you is your inner strength. That Christ will live in you as you open the door of your heart and invite him in. And I ask that will both be, be, feet be planted firmly on love. 
that you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimension of Christ's love. The extravagant, the levels, the journey, the dimensions of God's love. The steps. So just to think in your mind that you've seen enough of Christ, there is more. It says, reach out. Experience the breath of his love. Test the length. Plumb the what? The depths. So just in case you're on the breath level, there is the length. And just when you think that you've grown enough to understand the length, what did he say? There is the depth that you have to plumb. When you're done plumbing the, le- the depths, what does he say? He says, rise to the heights. Live full lives. Full in the fullness of what? Somebody say the fullness of God. Let me hear you one more time. I said the fullness of God. The love of Christ emanates from the character of God. That's what the scripture is trying to tell us. And the character of a person tells you the definition and the depth of that person. So anytime you find a young lady or an older lady who does not like to encourage people in their space, they have difficulties staying around people. They have a huge challenge in people staying around them. Go and find out two things. It's either the person does not understand the concept of love or the person has been betrayed by love. And can I answer your question real quick? It's not literally everybody that is betrayed by love. If you don't understand it, you don't know what it means to be betrayed by it. That's why some of you might need to go back home and ask your great-grandparents, how are you comfortable with grandfather having seven wives? But today, somebody who is married in this age cannot even stand the partner having female friends because they understand the measures and the depths of love. But those grandmothers of those age did not understand what love is. They saw marriage as a write-off that comes with age. And their concept of marriage is just to raise children. But in this time and understanding of the scriptures, the concept of marriage is to raise a generation. Follow me. Follow me closely. So the character of a person is basically the definition. That's how you define the person. Why would you say somebody is wicked? He's portraying the traits of wickedness. Why would you say somebody is nice? It's because every time you are approaching, his hands are always willing to give to you. So the nature of God is love. You will see that in 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. Let's open that. 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. Let's say that real quick. Media, you have to really walk very fast with me. 
chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4. We read from verse 8. I want verse 8, verse 8, verse 8. Good. It says, dear friends, let's love one another. For love comes from where? Love comes from where? Please be bold this morning. Love comes from where? Everyone who loves has been born of God. And does what? Knows God. If you don't love, you really don't know God. You really don't know God. I've explained before to you in this house. Where the scripture says, only a fool says there is no God. He knows there is God, but he's not ready to admit it, that there is God. So love is the nature of God. The best way to define God is to talk about the concept and the depths of love. So according to that scripture in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 to 19, it tells me that understanding God's love and walking in the depths of God's love ignites me to be filled with the fullness of God. I'm not talking about you being hungry for more of God. But can we be honest with ourselves this morning that if you are hungry for more of God, it means you have tasted something. If I have not tasted anything about this faith, then I will not be bold enough to stand before you to teach this. So understanding God's love, walking in his love, gets you to be filled with the measure of all fullness of God. Somebody say fullness of God. Now let's read Ephesians 3 verse 20 to 21. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Media, please, you have to walk very fast with me, please. Ephesians 3 verse 20 to 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all you could ask or imagine. So beyond your asking, beyond your imagination, he is able to do. But what is stopping the doing is because the doing is according to what? His power. His power that is at work, not in him, but in who? So wherever you are stagnant at any point in your life, it tells your level of God's love that you understand. It tells it. So just in case you are stuck at point A, your level of understanding and walking in his love has not gone beyond that level. Follow me. Let's read it. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine, According to the power, according to the power that is at work in you, next verse, next verse, to him be the glory in where? In the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. So pastor, why, I'm confused now. Why is he saying according to the power? Why is he saying according to the power? Listen and listen closely. Anytime you see the word power in the Bible, it's talking about dimensions or depth. It's not talking about physicality. It's talking about dimensions or what? Or depth. 
That's why the disciples can say at the beautiful gate, the gate called beautiful. They say silver or gold, we don't have. That's a lie. That's a lie. During those days, you never go to the temple empty-handed. That's why the scripture says that the woman that gave her last penny had given her best. So even with her last, she still came. But the disciples said to themselves, if we keep coming past this gate and we are giving you silver or gold, you remain at this point for the rest of your life. That's why a man could stay at the pool of Bysida for 30 years. Silver of good we have none. But in the name of Jesus that we believe. Rise up and do what? If the man at the gate beautiful understood the depth and dimension of God's love. He would not even be at the gate in the first instance. He would be in the temple. As young as a child. I would ask my parents. How come everybody is coming to redemption camp to get a miracle? But yet I am still seeing beggars on the streets of camp begging for arms. What stops them from struggling to get into the auditorium? It's because they have seen their condition as a permanent point of view. They've seen their condition as a permanent state that they will be. Forgetting that there is a God that can give you spare parts. As powerful as that statement is, if I perish, I perish. It's not a statement for everybody. Are you hearing me this morning? It's not a statement for what? Perishing is not the state it wants for you. It wants you to win. So sometimes we say those things to scare people, to make you feel like if God does not show up, then we perish. No. He always shows up. It just depends on how much of his understanding and his patience you can exercise with. So anytime you see the word power in the Bible, note it down on your notepad. He's talking about dimensions and he's talking about what? Deaths. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Let me show you that. Just to prove that to you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says, but you would receive power. When what? When the Holy Spirit has done what? Has come on you. The Holy Spirit himself is power. So why is he saying I will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on me? What the scripture is trying to say there is that you would get into another dimension. When the Holy Spirit does what? Come on. When you gave your life to Christ, when you receive salvation, you are never bold enough to tell yourself you want to become a witness. How do you define a witness? Somebody that has tasted something. So there has to be another dimension of God's power. There has to be another dimension of his comforting that comes on you. And when that power comes on you, he's not saying that when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you start laying your hands on people. That's the mistake I have with some people when they come to my office. Oh, pastor, I've received the Holy Spirit, but I can't speak in tongues. That's not the job of the Holy Spirit. The first job of the Holy Spirit is not to open your mouth to make you speak in tongues. There are fervent believers who can't even speak in tongues and they are exerting much more results than you that can speak it. 
And I don't know whoever taught you all that stuff in church. Even speaking in tongues has dimension. There's a dimension of speaking. There's a dimension of understanding. There's a dimension of interpreting. There's a dimension of singing. There's a dimension of acting tongues. May we get there. The very first time I sang in tongues, I was like, wow. That's what some of you call chanting. There are people, wait, wait. when they speak in tongues, you can interpret what they say. So if all you are after is to speak, I joke. I joke. You're speaking a language that even you yourself don't understand. Even the Bible says that a word that is not understood can turn around and become a judgment upon your head. That's why I said, be careful when you want to teach about revelation. I've told you before in this house, if you see me teach revelation, if you see me teach revelation, not that I would not teach it, but if I myself would go back and say, God, if I have offended you, you know what the Bible says in revelation? He said, if you had or subtract, he said, your name will be plucked out. So why would I waste one hour to come and teach you revelation and when I'm going on, say, God is not telling me, your name has been plucked out. Because honest truth as Grant meet any motivational speaker, any pastor, any preacher. There is a level you get so intoxicated with what you are saying that you start adding jara that God did not send you. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. The only place where you can add jara when you are preaching is if you are doing Sunday school. Because you are following the manual. And all you are doing is question and answer. Who killed Jesus? Where did Jesus die? God got her. Who carried the cross? Simon of this. Oh. I mean it. But preach about it. If you will not have. Preach about it. Preach about it. And there are some of us that they have, they have loaded us with certain revelations of the scripture that by the time you now go back to the Bible to find it out yourself, you are like, who taught me this rubbish? Just like how they taught me in primary school that Moses just stretched for this rod and the sea divided. It's not true. It's not true. Go and check the Bible yourself. Go and check it yourself. It took day and night for the sea to part. So you, are, you, you, now, you, you now went to stand in front of Resi. You say, Father, I split it. And you would receive another dimension. When the spirit comes upon you. And what is the first thing that the spirit will make you do? You will become a witness. How do you become a witness? That means you will portray the character of the person that you have received. What is the character of God that I said to you earlier? Love. So the first thing the Holy Spirit does on the inside of you. Is that he establishes a foundation of love on the inside of you. That's why I tell you this morning. If truly you are saved. You will not want others perishing. If truly you are saved. Now, I'm not saying you should do it in a very hungry way, but you would not be satisfied. One of the things they taught us in Christ Embassy, let me tell you something. I enjoyed my three and a half years in Christ Embassy. And one of the things I learned there was that even during sermon, you will hear the pastor tell us that for the next 45 minutes, let's pray for souls that are perishing. And I'm asking myself, which soul? What's my business with the soul? I will be watching a live broadcast of Pastor Chris. He will be crying on TV. That some people are perishing in some parts of the world. Can I be honest with you this morning? There is still a, 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 I don't want to say a thousand. There are still close to a hundred and one countries 
that have not heard about this gospel of Jesus. There are villages in Nigeria today that have not heard about the gospel of Jesus. There are people at your workplace that have not heard about the gospel of Jesus. Can I shock you? Even you yourself, you have not heard. You yourself, that you think you've heard. You've not heard. Because if you have heard, your life will not be like this. If you have heard. If you have heard. Your judgment will not be like this. Follow me this morning. Follow me this morning. So dimension talks about the measurement of a particular kind. It talks about length. It talks about breadth. It talks about depth. It talks about the height. That's why if you read Proverbs 4 verse 18. Let's read Proverbs 4 18. Very popular scripture. Proverbs 4 18. Proverbs 4 18. Proverbs 4 18. Media please. You have to be in tune with me this morning. It says the paths the path of the righteous. It's not saying the settlement of the righteous. Are you following me this morning? The path of what? The path of the righteous. That means the journey. The journey of the righteous. It's like the morning sun shining ever brighter. So the more you walk in Christ, the more you shine. The more you journey through faith, the more relevant you become. Now you see why people don't joke with words that come from father of faith. Because their lives and their journey has proved of people who has worked with God. That was why there was such a man in the Bible who did not see death. Enoch. The Bible said Enoch did not see death. Why? Because he walked with God. Because he walked with God. He did not settle with God. He did what? Some of us have embraced this faith. Some of us have given our lives to Christ and we just think that that's the final settlement. So what makes the path of the righteous shine? That the more he's exposed to different dimensions of righteousness, the more he's exposed to different dimensions of the faith, it continually shines. In other words, according to the power that is at work in you, there is room for much more possibilities than what you think you have seen. I remember the day somebody came to meet me upstairs. And the person said to me, he said, anytime there's a very powerful worship, I, I, I speak in tongues and I feel a strong sensation of the Holy Spirit upon my life. And I feel like the worship should not stop. Well, we have to stop the worship because everything is time bound. But guess what? That dimension of fellowship does not have to stop because the worship stopped. Are you following what I'm saying? It does not have to stop. How many of you have eaten suya before? Can I see your hands? Suya lovers in this place. Bonafide ambassadors of suya. If there was a name called Suya, it's me. There is a level at which you eat Suya. I'm not saying Suya that they gave you just one stick. Suya you bought with your money. You know that one always carry weight than the one that they just gave you a stick. So if you are still at a level where they give you stick, God will help you. But if you are at a level where you buy, you buy with pride. You buy with pride. 
You pick the beef, pick the fat, pick the gizzard, pick everything. Now, there's a dimension at which you are eating suya that after you are done, there is this part of your finger that goes on the newspaper. You are not looking for the meat. It's that thing that has solidified together, the pepper. You lick it and lick it and lick it. Good. Now, after you are done licking, they clear the suya away in front of you. But your tongue is still enjoying suya. Some digestive stuff is going on. You are, something is telling you that one suya just dropped, another one just dropped. You wake up the next morning, everything around you is still what? Still smelling suya. There is a way you get soaked in this dimension of faith that you cannot stop expressing it anywhere you go to. That's why God said, he said, there is nobody who has tasted the wonders of this salvation that will turn their back away from it. So let me tell you something. It is foolishness that makes you backslide. There is no reason why you should backslide when what you are tasting is sweet enough. There's no reason. So what you are calling backsliding is just a wrong that you did. You didn't. You need to understand this. So you're feeling guilty. But it's right there in front of you. It's right there in front of you. According to the power at work in you, there is such a room for much more spiritual realities and possibilities for the justified. When the Bible regards you as the righteous, you're justified. When he regards you as a faithful man, you're what? You're justified. So there is much more room for possibilities for you. Just because they stop the music, it should not stop the sound. I posted a video on the WhatsApp group and the platforms of the church where a great man of God that I follow in Baltimore, that's the church I actually attend in Baltimore, anytime I'm in Baltimore with my parents, and the man said something. He said, there's a way they will slap you. There's a way an army officer will slap you. After taking shower, he's still making sounds. I've never received such a slap, but I can testify. I'll give you another example. Just in case you are trying to rush while taking shower, and you're using bucket and bill and small bowl, God has not blessed you with the shower. So you are using a black bucket and ice cream bowl. Oh, somebody said blue band. So you, Nepal didn't do you well. So you forgot to boil water that will make the water warm. So you were rushing with the shower. Rushing, rushing. The soap was much. You forgot to use the tub. So you used Miss Bimbo and, you know, it, it made a lot of wax. I just, I just hope I'm not prophetically saying how somebody came to church this morning. <laughs> So when you were taking the shower and everything, water entered inside your hair. So some of you do like this in the shower. Some will like this. 
Some will dip and dip and dip and dip. But the moment you walk out on the shower and you dress up, it's like they are doing riaza inside your hair. Can I be honest with you? The liquid that entered your hair had already been flushed out. What you are feeling is just a sensation that water is still there. I just helped you. So that you're not just doing like this on the bike. Because if you actually did integrated science and you saw the structure of what the hair is, it's just a very tiny hole. Water cannot really pass through there. That's why your hair has debts. The debt is so much solidified that water cannot pass through it. So what you are feeling is sensation. It's sensation. That's why a mosquito will bite you here. You are scratching the entire body. God will deliver you. According to the power at work in you, there is no climax for a believer. I stopped or I removed myself from the bracket of those that says heaven is the goal when I realized that even God does not stay in heaven. And where it's taking you to is above heaven. That's why the scripture says, it says when the rapture has been taken and there is going to be a new heart. How did he describe it? He said the new heaven would occupy the hurt that has been destroyed. And the host of heaven will live among its people. There is no climax for a believer. There is no climax. According to the power at work in you. The constitution of faith. One of these days I'll teach about it. The constitution of faith. The constitution of faith gives you room to quest for more. The constitution of faith. It gives you room to do what? To quest for more. The depth of every believer in this faith is discovered by the power they exact per time. The depth of every believer in this faith is, 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 is discovered, is actualized by the power they exact per time. So the hallmark of your, of, of, of your dominion is the knowledge and understanding you have and it has to be expressed not just in words. That's why Paul said, he said, these words we speak to you are not mere words, but they are filled with what? With power. I've been in a church program before where the man of God was just preaching like the way I was preaching. And the power of God was being established in the hearts of people. In fact, I've been at Canaan land before where Bishop David will be preaching and he would tell the ushers, don't let that person distract you. It's the power of God that is at work. Let's face what we are here for. That's why it says this gospel of Christ, it's the power, it's power, it's power. So what's your Christianity when you can't exert power? Are you following me this morning? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to make you feel useless in this faith. But the truth of the matter is that you're actually useless if your faith cannot exert power. If your faith, and the, 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 the irony about faith, <laughs> the irony about this faith is that it just has to be as tiny as what you can think of. It says as tiny as a mustard seed, there is a faith that moves mountain. 
Now, if you walk more on that faith, as tiny as it is, it can toss a mountain and throw it into the sea. Now, when he's talking about mountain, he's not talking about physical mountain. He's talking about things that are supposed to overweigh you. Are you following me this morning? Things that are meant to weigh you down. So what you know as a Christian becomes useless if you cannot express them in words and power. Oh, pastor, I know the Bible. Pastor, I've been a Christian for a long time. Where are those words? Where's the power? Did you think Jesus was the only prophet during his time? Don't forget, in case you don't know any other prophet, that was John the Baptist. But what separated Jesus from every other prophet was that everywhere he went to, he was exerting power. He was doing what? Exerting what? Power. The main core assignment of your faith is to connect you to the power that works behind the scene. And the reality of what the power can do. So what's the whole essence of saying, Lord, help my faith. Lord, build my faith. Lord, help me to be a better Christian. It's so that you can exert power. You think your politicians are not wealthy enough? I was talking to a guy that, 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 that was with me in the, uh, in the course of uh, this week. And I said to him, I said, there's nothing, that, there's, there, there's, there's literally nothing that these politicians are looking for. They have the money. Without getting into government, they can get out money. Are you following me this morning? My Cardenu guy is not into, he's not into government. He's not into government. I won't give you all the Fujis because I'm on camera. But whatever he's enjoying today has a governmental influence. He didn't get to where he was without, without your Federal Republic of Nigeria's money. I'm not saying the money used to buy recharge card. Nigeria's revenue was given to him. But if you find a politician fighting for a political post, can I be honest with you? He's not looking for money. He's looking for what they call power. Power. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. And if as a believer you don't understand that the highlight of your faith, the essence of this faith, the essence of being called a Christian, the essence of why you say you believe in God is to embrace and be exposed to this power. There's this amazing guy on social media. I really can't remember his name right now. And the guy says some funny things. I played that video for my wife, and I think I posted this at some point. And the guy says something. He said, he said, he said, he said, the, 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 the things that are trying to, to capture you, the forces that are fighting you, they are on your matter day and night, 247. Uh, let me put it, let me try and put it in his words. Uh, he said, those that are fighting you on your case from the moment you were born, and he said, you that calls yourself a Christian, what other power do you rely on? What other power do you rely on? I'm not saying you will not be persecuted for this faith. I'm not saying they will not challenge you for this faith. But can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? The life that you're looking for, is in your hands. I was telling some folks when I was just understanding and getting myself into ministry. 
And some of them looked at me like I was speaking like an antichrist. I said, even Jesus Christ understood his assignment, understood what he came here and had to do. Do you know that Jesus Christ escaped death five times? He escaped. He escaped. So if you say you are dying for something you don't have an understanding for, it shows how ignorant and how dumb you can be. Because the end product of faith is victory. So why are you being defeated? Why are you stopped? Because you've seen a little glory. One of these days I'll teach about it in this house. There's glory. There's glory from glory. But the height of glory is the one they call the surpassing glory. That's what the Bible says. It says, greater work than this you will do. It's not a ticket for everybody. It's a ticket and a license for those who are ready to do the work of faith. The power of God is programmed into spiritual laws and principles. So there are laws you must follow. There are principles you must abide with. The reward for your kingdom service is power. Can I ask you a question? You've believed so much in this faith. What will you hand over to your child? That will make your child not to go through the same battles you've gone through. What? What? Tell me. Tell me. You will give him the Bible that they gave you at Rehabonke's crusade. You will give him the anointing oil that you got from the holy mountain. You will give him that uh, rosary. Is it rosary that Catholic people are doing? You give him rosary that has light. Turn on, turn on. Give it to him. Say, my child, with this rosary, you will surmount mountains. You will give him the 99 prayer points you have been praying for the past 40 and 30 something years of your life so that he can continue from chapter 1 to chapter 30, 99. If I'm such a child, I'll ask you that. From this 99 prayer point, which one have you won so I know where to start from? What I'm saying to you might not make sense to some of you right now, but it's in the future when you have a home, where you have a family, where you have a business, you understand it. Your parents have failed five times. You've already failed three. You've not even become a parent. You just have two more options. You are finished. You're finished. Somebody came to me one time and said, oh, my, my mom gave birth out of wedlock. And right now, I try to give birth out of wedlock, but I'm intentional about getting married. I, 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 I looked at the person. I, I said, I, you knew all of this. Say yes. If you pass through the same route that your parents have passed, your parents did not fail. It's you that failed. Because they made those routes ob obvious to you. And you decided to walk that same path. Somebody came to me upstairs and said, Pastor, what can I do so that I will not have two wives? I said, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. If you have two, I'll be so glad to join you here. And your first wife will be seated. She can be part of the coffee ladies. I'll join you here. Come with the third one, I'll gladly join you. Come with the fourth one, I'll join you. See me that I'm looking for how the chairs will be filled up. Keep bringing them. I'm joining. I'm The more your children, the larger the children's department. The more the women you have, the more the quieter. The more sons you have, the better, the more protocols I have. I just need to be grooming your sons. 
your father has brought you now will become a protocol in future. If you saw it in your father and you detest it, you can stop it. Oh, pastor, that's the reason why I gave my life to Christ. You, you, that's, that's, that, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. If this faith cannot change you, nothing else can. Can I be honest with you? If this faith cannot do what? Cannot change you. Nothing else can. The power of God is accessed through intimacy. The power of God is done what? Is accessed through what? Let me tell you, let me help some guys here. Because there's so much going on on social media right now. Let me tell you the reason why some ladies get heartbroken and they can use tree to curse you. Or they can climb mountains to destroy your life. Listen, if it was just mere friendship, they can't be heartbroken. For them to be heartbroken, you've gone beyond friendship. You've done something. Can I be honest with you? You've done something. Oh, Pastor, all I did was I just always take her to the movies and we just always watch a movie. And they know a lady will not be heartbroken because of movies now. Kilode, it's not possible. Oh, God, you've done something. You've passed the night. You have. She has paid your school fees. You have done something. You have collected something you should not collect. Because you are not the first guy she will help. How come she, you are the only one she's, she's cursing? You've collected more than what you can chew. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. When you see a guy waiting for a lady to get married and he's going there with a gun to shoot both the husband and the wife, the lady has you have done, you made the guy to overcommit. That's, the, that's just the honest truth. So why did I say all of this? I said that to let you know the power behind intimacy. What you are not ready for, don't try to smell it. That's an adage in Yoruba that says what you don't want to eat. You don't smell it. You smelt this faith. You have accepted it. So you don't want to grow. You don't want to ask for power. Are you a joke? Are you a joke? Don't forget there are principalities and powers. There is wickedness in high places. Which one do you have? Which one do you have? There are human beings that fly at night. Even you to raise your leg up at night is a challenge. And your mates are already flying. Let's, let's, let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. It's not, I'm not trying to act movie or anything here. I'm not trying to act movie here. There are people that when they say one thing to you, you'll be running out of scatter. And the only thing that is in your mouth, morning, day and night, lollipop, ice cream, to even say Jesus is a challenge. I've said to you before in this house, if you have a nightmare and to call out Jesus from the nightmare is a challenge for you, you are not strong in the faith. You're not. Intimacy is deep. That's why you see people commit suicide. Because they've gone too far. 
don't believe now you are single here. Go and ask somebody out on Monday and tell the person you are not doing again on Wednesday. She won't fight you. She won't fight you. You will not have an issue. She will still be your friend. She will just look at you and say, you are never prepared. But you, toast down on Monday. Do two years. Let her have introduced you to her parents. You two, you have done the same. She has paid your transfer fee. You have paid her home. She has cooked for you. You are. Oga, don't try to. Don't try it. Because the thing about it is this. Some ladies, some ladies are, sorry ladies, it looks like I might insult you a little bit this morning. Some ladies are sometimes senseless. Because the guy who broke their heart is Ayo. They will be cursing every Ayo. Just like when I stumbled on Instagram recently and somebody said names of Yoruba guys that break people's hearts. Can I be honest with you? I was so happy that Tomiwa was not in that name. I was, I was happy. I said, thank God. I said, thank God. Number one name, Femi. So just in case you are Femi here, and they have a challenge saying yes to you. It is what the other families have done that you are suffering from now. So I advise you, change your name. Change your name. Change your name. The power of God can be accessed through intimacy. Sincere engagement with the word of God. That's why I put it to you this morning. Every sincere following leads to a making. Anytime you sincerely follow, you are made. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. Let's see what that says. Matthew 4 verse 19. Matthew 4 verse 19. Media, can I have that on the screen please? Matthew 4 verse 19. It says, come follow me. Come follow me, Jesus said. And I will send you. Another translation says, I will make you. So you are crying to be made, but you are not following. You are crying to be used, but you are not following. Father, use me for your glory. How many templates have you followed? Father, use me for a greater dimension of your power and your glory. How many templates have you followed? Some of us will never grow beyond the level we are because so much has been exposed to us that we have chosen not to follow. The journey to a higher life requires a quest for a greater level of enlightenment. What you don't know, you can't express it. What you don't know, you can't express it. What you lack understanding of, you can't express it. Honest with you as a pastor. I think I'm one of those pastors that will just literally just tell you the truth. I'm honest with you. I can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I can perform deliverance at any express level that the Lord leads me to. But there are still greater dimensions in this faith that I have not got into yet. Tell me. You can raise up the dead in this place. Raise up your hand. I will appoint you as a resident pastor now. Not just you can do it, you've done it. And you have proofs. Not that the person fainted. Not that the person slept off. 
and you called Jesus. And the person said, ha, I heard you calling Jesus from where I was coming from in the light. It was deep sleep. The person was confirmed dead. So if you are praying and crying for such a dimension, how many of his templates have you chosen to follow? That's why he says, follow me. I will make you. I will make you. You can make yourself. He does the making at the expense on the account of your following. Whoever you follow is just a matter of time. You become like them. Whoever you follow. So you've been following your fears. That's why you've been going through lots of defeats and failure. You've been following your pattern in your family because every family has pattern. That's why your life and that of your cousin is almost the same. There is more that exists in this kingdom. You need to know that this morning. There is more. There is more. There is more. There is more. Pastor, all I know about this faith is wake up in the morning, do morning devotion, do night devotion, and God is helping me. There is more. Somebody say there is more. Somebody shout with confidence say there is more. The price to scaling height is paid by great debts. If you are not ready to dig down, you can't get up. If you are not ready to dig down, you can't rise up. To reach great heights, you must be a person of great depths. Before you express God in the palace, you must have encountered him in the wilderness. So just in case you are here, and you are always avoiding the wilderness experience of your life, that's why you have not seen a greater dimension of God. Pastor, I don't want trouble. That's why you've not gone far. That's why you've not gone far. What makes you a peacemaker is in the midst of trouble. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called what? The sons and daughters of God. So how do you be a peacemaker when there is no chaos? So you're complaining about the family God put you. God was intentional about putting you in that family. He was intentional about putting you in Nigeria. He was intentional that you came a female. He was intentional that you came a male. He was intentional that your father died before you were born. He was intentional that your mom gave birth to you out of wedlock so that you can change the game. I've told you before that I came from a household whereby they must contribute money for you to do wedding. I said to my wife, I said, it will not work. I came from a household whereby before they embrace you as a housewife, they call those, there's a stupid name, they call them Yahweh. Before they embrace you, they must see that you are, you are pregnant for their son. You must bow. You must bow. One of the instructions my father gave to me, he said to me, after your wedding ceremony, anywhere you can take your wife to just take off. Do not go to the hometown. I, they don't need to tell me what's going on in the hometown. I know my mom is watching, but of course I'm a pastor, so she can't do anything to me. My mom, after wedding, went to hometown. She misplaced her wedding ring. Let me tell you something. There are some things that fall off you that you take casually. Those are the things that are behind some of the things you are passing through now. 
Can I be honest with you? I'm still looking for my cap. I want to even know who took it. Oh, pastor, I'm sorry. On your wedding day, it was the rush was too much. I forgot inside my bag. I will deal with you. You slept at night. You saw somebody cutting your hair. You woke up. You still saw the hair. And by the time you checked your phone, you saw missed calls from that person. So I just called to check up on you. That's a very good place for you to blast. That's a good place for you to blast. I told my wife, I said, any time that I devote myself to sincere, heartfelt prayers, that's when somebody's always calling. Say, I want to check up on you. You didn't check up on me yesterday. Some of you are following patterns and you don't know it yet. You don't know it yet. Oh, Pastor, I've not seen any pattern. I'm in school. Things are going fine. It's when you come out, you know. Can I be honest with you? It's when you do what? When you come out, you know. Pastor, I love women so much. Like, I, I literally, like, I love my wife so much. Like, she, she's, she's the bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, this of my whatever. Your dad said the same thing too. Your dad said the same thing too. But compare how you, what you are doing in your marriage now to what your father did in your marriage. There's no difference. There's no difference. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? There's no difference. There is a price to pay for greater heights. Did that make sense to you this morning? That's a what? There is a price to pay. There is a price to pay for kingdom relevance. There is a price to pay for deeper things of God. There is a price for earthly and kingdom success. I'll say one more time. Before you express God in the palace, make sure you have encountered him in the wilderness. Make sure you have done what? You have encountered him in the wilderness. One encounter can change your life. You don't need multiple. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Media, please. This is a very long read. Matthew 13 from verse 10. We're going to verse 23. Matthew 13 from verse 10. Matthew 13 from verse 10. Can I have it? I'm going to 23. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? Just like the way I'm talking now, I'm scaring somebody. Somebody wants to go and ask his father, what are the patterns? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of this kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Verse 12. Whoever asks will be given more. And they would have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken from them. Verse 13. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Verse 14. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. If you are a Christian 
and your discernment spirit is very low, please cross over to becoming a Muslim for a period of time. Because faith without discernment will lead you into many troubles and God will be watching you. Faith without discernment. Verse 15. Verse 15. For these people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn, and I will heal them. Verse uh, 16. But blessed are your eyes. Somebody say, My eyes are blessed. Because they see. How do you see? Through the word. And your ears, because they hear. Somebody say, My ears are blessed. Oh, say one more time. Please, you're right now. I say, my eyes are blessed. Say, my ears are blessed. Verse 17. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see. You think your father did not want to enjoy that victory you think you are enjoying right now? You think your father too did not desire that he has a good home? They longed for it. But do not see it. And to hear what you have heard. But they do not hear it. Verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Verse 19. You will love this. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatch away what has been sown in their heart. So anytime they share God's word with you, even if it's not making sense in your current situation, what do you do? Bank it. Bank it. It says your word have I hid in my heart. That I may not do what? That I may not sin against you. So when they are talking about prosperity, you know it's not your level yet. Bank it. They are talking about healing, but you are perfect. You are whole. Bank it. It's in your whole age you will need it. It's in your whole age. Your whole age. I told some of you at 87 or 88, my grandmother can still stay amala. My grandmother still goes to the kitchen, do stuff. You can't cheat that woman. She knows her change. She takes her medication by herself. At that age, at that age. Whoever hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand that the evil one comes and snatches away from, what they are, away from what has been sown. So every word of God you receive has been sown. Where? Inside your heart. But if you don't lock it, they snatch it. He said, this is the seed sown along the path. The path of a righteous. It's like what? Every time the righteous is loading himself with God's word, he keeps shining. But you, you saw one little shining. You now stayed here. The ones ahead will be taken. The ones behind will be taken. Verse 20. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to somebody who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. I learned this in Christ's embassy. Anytime they give you God's word, what do you do? Receive it with joy. My eyes are blessed. That's the expression I want to start seeing in this house. Every time God's word is given to you, what do you do? You see it with joy. With joy was added unto them. With joy. With joy. This salvation was received with joy. Forget the crying that you did at the altar. Forget the, what's that thing? What's that thing? Godly sorrow. Forget all that stuff. The moment you gave your life to Christ, that was a joy on the inside of us. a joy. It was a joy. I have joy in my heart. 
Oh, if somebody professes, I say, I have joy in my heart. Oh, somebody say it out loud. I say, I have joy in my heart. The seed falling on rocking ground refers to somebody who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Verse 21. But since they have no root. So when it talks about loading yourself with God's word, when it talks about building your faith, after you have received it with joy, what should you do? Solidify your faith. He said, but because they have no root. What did he say? He said they last for only a short time. Only a short time. That's why you see some pastors, after five years, they can't perform the miracles they've been doing. That's why I told some people when they say, oh, Pitoms, we uh, they call me apostle. They say, apostle, we knew you from when you used to come to Ife for crusade. Everything is always deliverance. Like, people can't pass beside you, they fall. If I start church like that, I would have the crowd. But you'll be coming to me with many problems. And it will wear a man of God out. That means every service I come, I want to come and do deliverance. Both the delivered and the oppressed. I keep delivering. It's not a crusade. It's church. They need foundation of what? Of God's word. Because you have no roots. You got a miracle in church today. They could not find you for the next six months. They now found you on the seventh month. What brought you back? Trouble. You're asking God for a relationship partner. He gave you one. Boom. We can't see you again. May you not receive a blessing that will take you away from God. May you not sign off on something that will challenge your salvation. But since they have no roots, they last only for a short time. Remember the day you were filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember how you were blasting. Remember how you were shaking. Remember how you were going to heaven and coming down. Remember how you and Angel Michael was cruising in the third heavens. Can you do it now? Remember how you were singing in the shower. Spent like an hour. It felt like the host of heaven was having a concert in your bathroom. Can you do it now? Can you do it now? Remember how you were passionate for the things of God. Where are you now? Somebody one time said to me, he said, Pastor, I couldn't make it to church. I said, why? He said, because my makeup kit has finished. I said, wow. My makeup kit. Oh, Pastor, I went for a wedding ceremony on Saturday. I was part of the Ashwebi ladies. I was so tired. And I slept off. Ah, may you have your own wedding too. It's not a course. Neither is it a prayer. Because it's not yet your wedding. You neglected God. If it's not your wedding, go. Oh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm not trying to get at anybody. You posted something on social media. One time you got 500 likes. Now you're 99 shares. Everybody started rating you. Your followership just carried on here. Boom. Instagram called you and said, ah, we need to verify you with the way you are going. The next thing, you change your profile. Prophet Ezekiah. You started, ah. Your air fire comes with AC. Because you will cruise. Since they have no roots, they last only for a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, 
they quickly do what? Run away. You came out here on a Sunday. You gave your life to Christ. It felt like the Holy Spirit has entered on the inside of you. On Monday, you called your mom, say, Give me the address to our hometown. I want to go and destroy altars. And you go fall away. You will. You will. You will. You will. One of the things I ate the most. When did you start? When did, when did you start fellowship in that church? When did you start? That you now have prayer partners. I'm the pastor. THN is two years. I don't have prayer partners except my wife. You, you joined in January. February first week, you already have a WhatsApp group. Ladies of Deborah, THN chapter. Then while you are praying, somebody came up and said, oh, I'm having issues with my finance. Borrow me. So you borrowed. From borrowing, it turned to fight. Ladies of Deborah. Ladies of Deborah don't fight. They don't fight. They don't fight. They don't fight. First, I noticed that she, 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 she had my boyfriend. They're always talking. They're always talking about me. Ladies of Deborah don't do that one. No. They don't. They don't. They don't. Ladies of Deborah will only know your partner when it's time for you to get married. But it's still relationship. Your partner is calling your home prayer partner bestie. They didn't tell me your matter. It just came by the Spirit. They didn't tell me. They didn't tell me. They didn't tell me. Verse 22. Verse 22. The seed falling among the thorns refers to somebody who hears the word. But the worries of this life. The worries of this life. There was a video I posted again on WhatsApp group yesterday. This great comedian. He said, he said in that video, he said, you get God. You can't be worried. Somebody say, I have God. Beat your chest one more time. Say, I have God. Keep me in this life. I'm waiting for you in paradise. Keep me. Keep me in this life. I'm waiting for you in paradise. You need to have the understanding. He said, he, he, he said, refers to somebody who has the word. But the worries of this life. So, pastor said, pastor said, during sermon, you will be great. You are taking your certificate. Greatness is not by certificate. Greatness is not what? It's not my certificate. M.C. Olomo is a proud father. All his children are graduates abroad. Well, he does not have a certificate. A school called him, gave him PhD. Your own father went to school. Let me insult your father's school. He went to school. is a mentor to your father. Because what he has achieved with his toggery, your father's spirituality is not even close. Your father is counting transport fare for you at this age. He's counting it. Emsio Lomo is dropping bar. Okay, it's not by certificate though. That, you hear what I said? It's not by what?
the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Verse 23. Verse 23. Verse 23. Media. Somebody there? But the seed falling on good soil. That means your heart is pure. You're ready to receive. Refers to somebody who hears the word and understands it. That this word I've heard, I might not need it now, but I'll need it later. I'm going to keep it. That is the one that produces a crop. You did a what? A hundred, a sixty, or a thirty times what you sow. Christianity becomes frustrating when your light is out. Your relevance is for a short period of time when your routine is not firm enough. I told you I felt the sensation of God's call upon my life since I was 15, but I dare not start a church at 15. I dare not. I dare not. I dare not. Me and my wife was watching a video in the course of the week. Apparently, I watched the video before her, and she watched it after. So she, she stumbled on the video. I didn't even let her watch the video finish. I just said, baby, don't watch that video. That lady is... I said, as far as I'm concerned, she doesn't know anything about this faith. My wife said, oh, what do you mean? Let me hear what she said. Fighting a fellow gospel musician over a song that you did not, you did not receive. So, oh, no, no, no. I'm the one that sang it. Oh, Bwani, Jesus in Nazareth. It's inside the Bible. It's inside the Bible. It's inside the Bible. So, if everybody is coming to claim songs, then every church should own their own songs. Why can't Moses come and fight you? When Moses sang, God is good. Let him come and fight. Let the psalmist come and fight you too. David, let him leave his throne in heaven and come and fight you and say, you are singing the song I composed in the wilderness. Stop it. I'm not even concerned about the copyright of a thing. But the language that was coming out. I said to my wife, I said, this one does not know. He does not know the faith. Does not. You are calling ministry industry. Are you a joke? Industry is where they make money. Ministry is service. So I don't blame people who fall victims of things like that because you don't understand the word. You don't understand. I've told you before in this house, there are some people that I will never invite. There are some people I will never listen to. It's a waste of time. And one of the biggest challenges we have in this Christendom is that some of you are still equating culture to religion, then religion to faith. So they sang your song that you should be happy and excited. They remixed your song that you should jump for joy. Then you came online, tying your scarf, saying all kinds of rubbish until they called you to caution you. Then you come back online and say, I said the Holy Spirit corrected you. It was not the Holy Spirit. Stop, stop, stop lying. Stop lying. Stop it. Stop it. Stop lying. Stop lying. The Holy Spirit did not correct you. They were about to disband you from the association. That's why you came out. Because if the Holy Spirit has corrected you, why you are saying that rubbish? You will stop the video. Stop it. That's the rubbish. That's the rubbish. Rubbish. We see in this faith. That's the rubbish. Some people don't understand it. He said when you receive the word, it will produce much more fruit. Produce much more. Let somebody else in another country twist the song into another language and use it to bless the body of Christ. Every song, every blessing, anything the Spirit of God gives you is to bless the body of Christ and to build it. Not for your personal um, 
enticement or, or profiting. So it's like I'm preaching now. One pastor will now come and say, I'm preaching a sermon. Are you not happy that the people are blessed? Somebody shout, wake up. Somebody shout, wake up. The richness of faith is seen and hearing from the realms of the spirit. And one of the things that the realms of the spirit will tell you is that these things that has been exposed to you must produce results, must bear more fruit. That was the instruction he gave to Adam. Bear more fruits. So every time the word is exchanged to you, bear more fruits. One of the things that God hates in this life, one of the things that God hates in this faith is barrenness. You must bear fruit. Activity kills a man in this Christian faith. Activity. 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 It kills a man. Responsibility is what makes a man in this Christian faith. First Corinthians 13 verse 11. He says, when I was a child, I acted like a child. I talked like a child. I thought like a child. But when I reasoned, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, he says, I put away. Childish. Putting away something is work. Are you following me this morning? Is work. Sometimes I'll be on the bed. I'll tell my wife, I want this. I want that. She'll tell me, before you can get this thing, you must do this one. I'm like, no, baby, I want this thing. She said, no, you two, you must do something. Because I know what I want. I have to do that part. I have to do that part. Don't just read that scripture and say, oh, oh, I put. That's it. You see, when I became a man, I put. They did not help you put it. You put by yourself. By yourself. Somebody say, deeper than this. Somebody shout one more time and say, deeper than this. A better understanding of the world, it will always provoke growth. You will never be satisfied with where you are. Never be satisfied. A better understanding of the word, it leads to enviable results. Enviable results. So you see what your other partner is doing. You are excited for him. But there's something that tells you on the inside. I say, no, I, 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 we, we can do better. We can do better. He does not have to stop here. He doesn't have to stop here. Let me close with these five points I'm going to give to you. Actions that will provoke your journey into deep things. Actions that will do what? That will provoke your journey into deep things. Number one, prayer. Number one, prayer. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Very popular scripture. Let's see that. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Media, can I have that on the screen? Jeremiah 33 verse 3. It says, call to me. Call to me. What did he say will happen? He said, I will answer you and tell you great and what? Great and what? Unsearchable things that you do not what? You don't know. You, there has to be the place of calling. Call him. Some of the things I'm teaching right now for the past two years in ministry, not that I didn't know those things, but now I have a better understanding. I have a better understanding. There are great and unsearchable things that you need to know. 
not, you would not be exposed to those things if you don't call him. And he has given the assurance that when you call, I will do what? So you will not fall victim of going to go and meet a prophet and say, tell me what I'll become in future. Show me who is my wife. Tell me what job I will do. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Do what? Pastor, what will happen to my life after school? I don't know. Whatever I tell you is not a guarantee that it will happen. <laughs> somebody cracked the joke. A comedian. I think it was even a poor or somebody. He cracked the joke. He said this lecture has proven a, a scripture in Nigeria that those that know their God, those that know their God, those that knew their God. Why did he come up with that scripture? How many of you heard all the men of God that gave us foul play of who will become president? I think I'm just the only one that told you what will happen. I think I'm just the only one. Are mixing faith inside politics, political faith. Why don't you just come on the pulpit and tell people that this is the person I feel will become? But one person said, said on the inauguration, as they recite the national anthem and national pledge, DSS will be coming from the back. They will be coming with Obi at the back. Then they will handcuff my grandfather, God forbid, and take him into custody. Then announce another person. Now, so they walk. What are you saying? Another person came. Say, if I be a man of God, God has showed me what will happen. Abba. Abba. Tap the person by your side. Say, know your God. Say, know your God. As much as all these prophets and all these kind of things have messed up with your life, they've messed up with mine too. They have. So don't think you're just the only victim. They've messed up with mine. Wake up at 3 a.m. Read Psalm 94. Read Psalm 52. Shout it into the atmosphere. Father, show me the face of the wicked. Today I'm still looking for their face. If you pray this prayer violently, whether violently or not violently, if you put fasting to it in seven days, the wicked man will call you. I'm still waiting for the wicked man to call me. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Maybe he doesn't have credit. Maybe they should tell me I'll send him credit. So this is called prophets. You are looking for deep things. You are looking for deep things. And you don't want to call upon the God of all debts. There's a God of what? Of all debts. It's like saying you want to know about your family history. You're asking the house girl that was employed. You ignored your uncle that could have helped. You ignored your father that could have helped. You ignored your grandfather in the village that could have helped you. You're asking housemates. Because she looks mature. Number two, giving. Giving. Proverbs eleven twenty four. Proverbs eleven twenty four. If this scripture I'm about to read now does not change anybody's life, 
I can bet it with you, you will struggle with poverty for the rest of your life. One person gives freely, yet gains what? But the one that withholds, what comes into his bosom? This is why you're always broke. This is why you're always begging. This is why you don't have. Because you can never tell me that there is nothing on you that you cannot give. Everything is not money. Sometimes it's words. Sometimes it's attention. Sometimes it is love. Sometimes it is prayer. Say, Pastor, what me will? Nothing. Nothing. The one who gives freely. I don't have money. But all I have is food stops. Let's share. Now, do I know that there are some people that you do good for and pay you back with evil? Yes. But it should not stop you from doing good. Because for every good you do, there is going to be a reward. You might not get the reward physically, but you'll be blessed. But guess what? You just created a pathway for your children's children. Just created a pathway. See, I'll be told Pastor, I'm saving for the rainy season. Are you the God of the rain? Number three, meditation. Meditation. Actions that will provoke your journey into deep things. Number three, meditation. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Let's see that. Joshua 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of my mouth. For I shall meditate upon it day and night. And I would observe, do everything that was carefully written in it. Then you will do what? You will make my way prosperous and successful. What's your journey into deep things so that you can be prosperous? What's your journey into deep things so that you can be successful? Just like the guys who are going to look for Titanic. Some of you are just so sad about their exit, but can I be honest with you? Do you know what was waiting for them? Do you know the reward that was waiting for them? So in case you want to get the reward, you should go and look for it. For every exploration, there's a reward. There's a reward. Nothing is done in vain. Nothing. Nothing is done in vain. So it's so sad they lost their life, but guess what? They were trying to achieve something that will ensure a world-class recognition. And every world-class recognition comes with monetary value. There's always a monetary value attached to it. So carefully doing everything written in it, you'll be prosperous. You'll be prosperous. And you'll be successful. Somebody say, I'm a success. Somebody say, I'm a success. Oh, I'm begging you in THN Church. You better be receiving God's word with joy. You better be with joy. With joy. Number four, prophetic connection. Prophetic connection. Uzziah chapter 12 verse 13. Uzziah chapter 12 verse 13. Uzziah 12 verse 13. It says the Lord used the prophet to bring Israel up from Egypt. And by prophet, it did what? He cared for me. If you have been joking with prophets over your life, that's the reason why you're stuck. Every single person must have a prophet over their life. And now I'm being honest with you and I'm saying this before God and man. That prophet does not have to physically be a man of God. That's the mistake some of you are making. So, now that I need to have a prophet, let me go and look for one powerful prophet. No. That prophet could be your sister. 
that prophet could be your mother. By default, the mother of a child is the second prophet. The father is the first prophet. The mother of a child is has a, a huge influence over that child. Why? Because you came out from that womb. If that womb causes you, you are cursed. If that womb blesses you, you are blessed. One of the messages I shared with my mom when I was getting married and after I got married, I said to her, I said, mom, this is, you know, you've reached the age now that you have to be very careful with the kind of words that you say. He said, ah, tomorrow now I know better. I know better. God, I like, I, even if I'm angry now, I will just be quiet. And I was very young as a child. I would just misbehave, do small things. She'd be threatening me. I'll show you on your wedding day. I'll show you on your wedding day. I will not come for your wedding. Can I be honest with you? She didn't make it. Just honest. She tried everything to come. She couldn't make it. And I reminded her. I said, those were the statements you were saying. Did she watch it online? She did. Was she happy? Yes. Did she contribute? Yes. Did she show love? Yes. Is she happy? Yes. But that statement of your wedding day, I will show you, I will not be there. I will not come. When they call your mother, I will, I will, I will not stand up. And those words came out of anger because she was angry and she was trying to prove a point. So that tells me that that woman is a prophet about my life. So you better be careful. Treating your moms like slaves. Treating your fathers like slaves. Let them utter a word. One thing people don't know about course is that it's not about the hot train. It's the time that comes with it. It's the time that comes with it. It's the time. It's like somebody that they look and say you will never have a child. Of course, if you are single, have you have a child. The course will wait for you till when you are married. Oh, you will never enjoy the money that you've labored for. The course does not wait for you. The course does not happen when you're in school because when you're in school, there's no money. It waits for you when you have a job and you've collected your first salary. That's the day robbers rob you on the way. Collect the first one. Collect second salary. Your wife is sick. You spend it. Some devourers are not that you don't give. Some devourers are, are, are attributes of curses that are ringing over somebody's head. I beg of you as a pastor and a brother, if you are in this place and disregard giving your parents earthly and heavenly value, Go and repent. Someone came to me and said to me, I said, Pitons, I'm following you. You are, you are, you are better than my father. I, I, that, that was the moment I started withdrawing from that person. I'm better than your father. I said, yes, oh, my father cannot give me. You have been giving it to me. I, I, I had to request to go and meet the person's father. And when I found out, only for me to find out that the father did not have enough. So imagine if the father had, will he withhold? of you have distanced yourself from your parents. You see, I'm not talking about pastor now. Because pastor is by the side. You can change pastor. For example, we have Lee students here. When they are done with their graduation and they go back to their house, am I still their pastor? No. They have another pastor. Say, pastor, you evilly, you know what my mother has done to me. She could have destroyed you in the womb. She could have. One of the things I learned about science, that the kind of nurse and the kind of, um, uh, my CEO has said I should stop using some words because some people are not mature. Uh, the place where you come out from, okay? Let me not mention the name so that someone will not start thinking dirty. The place you come out from from a woman and the kind of nurse that handles you and the way they take your shower and your bath as a baby. Do you know that they can dislocate any part of your body and it will be like that for life? So just in case you're saying, oh, what's that, 
is that's not how God created you. Is a person that can't, because do you know a baby's head is very soft. How many of you know that? If you don't know, don't worry. When you have your own, you know. Very soft. So imagine you now mistakenly press the bread, the head like I could get bread. So you see some people's head. It looks like roofing sheet. That's not how God created them. Something happened. You find somebody's ham, maybe shorter or twisted. It was the way they handled them. Every baby comes out perfect. It's the handling that matters. So if they were intentional about destroying your life, they would have done it when you were young. So now you are old. It looks like your mom or your father is old school. Now you are old. It looks like your mother is not religious or in the faith enough. So you disregard their words. That's why you are paying for what you are paying for now. I beg of you, I know this word is for somebody. You need to go back home and make things right. Oh, I didn't like the way my father treats my mom. That's, the, that's why I'm, I'm not close to him. That's why I hate him. If that man speaks a word over your life, say, if he does anyhow and he doesn't want to join me and my boyfriend, we'll go and marry secretly. Somebody say, God forbid. God, make things right. Now make things right. I'm not that pastor that will tell you that you should refer all the accolades to you want to give to your parents and give it to a pastor. No. Your parents are your false prophets. They have deep informations about you that even you yourself don't know. They are words you've uttered as a child that they have information about. That's the reason why the Bible says that a prophet does not have a prophet does not have value in his household because they have your information. Somebody has told them what you'll become when you were young. Some parents will try to channel you to that cause. Some parents will try to distance you from that cause for personal or selfish reasons. My family never wanted me to become a pastor. Why? Because they said it's filled with battles. They said it's filled with battles. You need to be fortified for you to go this route. But guess what? If I told them I wanted to become an engineer or something, they will allow it. But when I started this journey, Information started coming out. Ah, we remember when he was two years old. That pastor said it, that you'll become a pastor. Oh, that prophet said it, you become a pastor. Some of you now, that, that mystery of your life you are looking for, go back home, is waiting for you. That information you are looking for, is waiting for you. Go back home. Go back home. Pastor, no women last with me. Go and ask your father why. Go and ask your mother why. Because there's a pattern that they have those information about. Now lastly, Walking in love. Walking in what? Walking in what? First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11. First John. First John chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11. He says, now watch this. Watch this. This is the highlight of my teaching. If you've not gained anything this morning, well, I don't go and meet your parent. If you don't, that's my, not my parent. Not my parent. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or a sister, where's the person's address? I will show Tokwe. I will show Shade. I will show John that nobody messes with me and goes call free. Where's your own address? What did John do to you? He lied against you. And now you hate him. 
sometimes I ask people, how do you have capacity to love and to hate at the same time? How? 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 Ah, pastor, you don't know what I did to this guy. Oh, pastor, I moved out of my house. I moved out of my parents' house because of this guy. I did everything for him. I paid his school fees year one, paid his school fees year two, paid year three, year four. Who sent you? So what? Then two, don't you know that paying somebody's school fees is educational investment? You're a philanthropist. So add it to your CV. Add your CV. Say BSC economics, comma, philanthropist par extraordinary. I can sponsor people. You claim to be in the light, but ate a brother or sister. You are still where? In darkness. Verse 10. Verse 10. Anyone who loves their brother or sister lives where? In the light. And there is nothing in them that will do what? That will make them stumble. So you've been staggering because there are still some people you ate. Are you following me this morning? Are you following me this morning? I went, to, I, 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 I grew up a little bit in a redeemed church. There was this particular sister, I'm not going to tell you her name because I don't know if she's here or she's watching or she'll come here one day and say, ah, is your pastor was talking about? Anytime another sister is leading the praise and worship, she grows wings. So one of those days, I was trying to, she was someone I was trying to toast. So I went to meet her. We came very early for Riaza. That's why you need to be careful. You'll be coming extra early for Riaza. You have, you have mission. Riaza is four. You are coming at 2.30. You have a mission. You have a mission. So I used to come extra early. So this girl will come, will sit down. So we got talking. And can I be honest with you? Somebody that hates, they don't know how to hide it. Any slightest conversation, don't throw it. Hey, brother, how do you think about that girl that always in prison and worship? Do you notice she's always going off key? She's doing this, she's doing that. Only to find out that they were neighbors. They were neighbors. What caused the hatred was that she was talking to a guy on the street and the mother asked the neighbor, where is my daughter? So she was expecting the girl to cover up for her. And that one just, uh, your daughter, I saw her down the road. She's grinding paper and talking to Sule. And that was what caused the hatred because the, the mother, of course, I don't know how they beat her or anything. So every time we were in church, every time we were doing it, she was always antagonizing this person. The last I checked the two of them on Facebook, one is in Canada, the other one, the one that hates. Somewhere in Lagos, with three kids and struggling to survive. And you know the funny thing about this hatred? The person you think you hate does not even know. Does not even know. Just like how somebody came here one time and said he hates pastor. He doesn't want, he doesn't like when people grow or something. Me. Can I sing? Can I drum? Can I play the keyboard? So why didn't you wait? What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Tell me. You're a Nigerian citizen. I'm a U.S. citizen. What do you have? If, if we put it down and analyze it, what do we have? 
I won't stay on the queue as much as you stay on the queue if we both go to the airport. The pastor doesn't like people to go. I, I dislike him. I, I hate this kind of ministry. He's always, he's always keeping people under him. And me. Me. I like it when you blow. So that the offering and the tithe will be robust. I like it. So the person just hates me. And the person still hates me till now. But I'm living my life. Living my life. So I, I, I asked him for money. He didn't give me. He was, he was, he was watching everything going down for me. You don't want anything I hate in this life? If you say God sent you, God must be the provider. If you say it's God that sent you, he must be the provider, not me. Who about that scripture? Let's finish it. Let's finish it. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them that will make them stumble. Verse 11. Verse 11. But anyone who hates a brother or sister in their darkness walks around in darkness. They do not know where you are going. That's why your life has no being. Your life has no meaning. Because you hate someone for no reason. So you yourself, you don't even know where you are going. He said, because the darkness has done what? Blinded them. That's why you are changing church. That's why your prayers are not answered. Because your prayer is just missing targets. So you think because you hate me, I will lack sleep. I sleep. Pastor, I, I'll forgive him if only he can come back to apologize. Some people will never apologize. Do you know how many times I've done something to my wife? Now she, they come apologize. It's when I first hear my wife say, I'm sorry. My own will not come. I'm sorry. That's the kind of pride we men have. Say, Pastor, I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for him to announce it on the pulpit and say that he's sorry for what he has done to me. Did Jesus come? This mic will preach the word of God, not to be sending apology to wherever you are sitting. I'll leave the church. I don't care. They are not preaching God. Is it Satan we are preaching here? I'll go and find out. They go from church to church and they never find a place of settlement because something will go wrong again. Something will go wrong. Must they offend you? I have that question. I want to close with that. Must they offend you? Do you have a doctorate in being offended? Do you take pleasure in people offending you? The worst one is when you hold on to grudges, malice. How do you sleep? How do you sleep? Do you want to dive into deep things of God? Walk in love. Someone say, walk in love. Put your right hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Say, walk in love. Oh, do it with joy in your heart. Say, walk in love. If his hand is not on your shoulder, he has been beefing you. Say, walk in love. That's how to live this faith. That's how to enjoy it. We step on each other's toes and we move on. Even Satan, when verse God, still they attend meeting in heaven. Satan that did something against God still attends meeting in heaven. 
So you tell yourself, as long as she's still in that church, I will never go there. So when you now find that in heaven, will you move to hell? God now makes it worse. She's your landlord, you are the tenant in heaven. When your revelation is not rich enough, your elevation will be denied. And when your insight is not solid enough, your increase becomes unhindered. Physical manifestation breaks forth when your debt is solid. Don't just be satisfied with this faith. Walk in all this dimension I mentioned for you. Prayers, giving, meditation, prophetic connection, and walking in love. Follow this process and you'll see another dimension of God burst forth on the inside of you. Somebody say, from today, I walk in love. Say, from today, I walk in love. Say, from today, I walk in love. Be on your feet this morning. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast, and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today, and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluwen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you. Thank you.